But when you go on the actual, make sure you make sure you mute, uh, mute the video. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we're in here. We just throw this out. All right. What is going on, YouTube? It's your boy FC Violent, and we are on episode two of Vitamin G Gaming Podcast. And I'm going to let the room fill up a little bit, but I'm going ahead and introduce some new members, as you can see, uh, and returning members as well. So, firstly, I'm going to go, I'm going to get, I'm going to shout out to my boy Eric. Tell everybody what you're about, what your experiences are, what you like, basically, what are you an expert in, and tell them where they can find you. Oh, okay, cool. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you can reach me at fanatic underscore TWMS on Twitter. I am an actor, a little bit of a rapper, and comedian, uh, and I like playing games when I can. Roger that, Roger that. All right, man, so we got a new guy in here, man. I, I was... You know, I was out there looking for Pokemon. I caught one. So here we go. We got my man Zero in the building. <laughs> Let everybody know what you're about, where they can find you, and uh, what you what you expert what you are expert in. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Uh, name is Zero. Um, I am here to really much defend the original gaming company that is oh, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, man, I, I'm out here. I play games. Uh, you know, grow up. We grew up all probably close to the same era. What we do is we play games. It don't matter what type it is. If there's competition that can be had, it's what we're going to do. Man, it's Mr. Yoshi's World over here. Anyway, <laughs> so my man Brandon over here, Mr. Mr. Nubs, he wasn't here in the first episode, but he is here in the second episode. He is known, known amongst the panel as Captain Xbox. Man, shoot your shot, man. Where, where people find you, what you're about, what you're expert in, and let them know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can find me on Xbox at uh, Lord Butternubs. Um, I'm on uh, PSN as Randy Butternubs. You can catch me on Twitter at uh, at G Bay Jones. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Xbox dude, like for real. I, I own all the consoles, but uh, Xbox is where the heart's at. Um, as far as what I'm good at. I don't know, I just I just play games for real for real. Like I like a lot of games that people don't really fucking like. I eat crackdown. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. It's a great game. And, <laughs> look, 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 look. It's, it's starting too early, man. This is the intro. We're gonna, we're gonna wait for the rest of that. And all right, so now we're gonna introduce my man Pharaoh in the building. One last week's show with the, the best debates, you know, in my opinion. So now express yourself, let, let people know where they can find you and uh what you what you game on the most and what, and what you're an expert in uh what's up everybody uh name's fernando you can find me on twitter at fernando montero with a zero at the end instead of the o um what can i say i i, I like everything I, I i play whatever i can get my hands on i spend most of my time on sports games though just because i don't have a lot of time to play so find it i can get a quick 30 minutes in and be satisfied uh 
And I, as far as an expert, um, I dabble in writing. Uh, you, can, you can find my books on, on uh, Kindle. So that's me. Well, that's what's up, man. Over here, Mr. Articulate with the writing and all that. So anyway, lastly, but definitely not least, but definitely long-winded, my man Kofi in the building. You already know what the drill, man. What are you about? What do you represent? Where people can find you? And uh, what you got to say, my dude? Yeah. So uh, my name is Kofi, and uh, you can find me at creative underscore Kofi on Twitter. Uh, I'm a hardcore PlayStation guy. I do own a PC, and I own a Switch, but my heart is in PlayStation. been playing PlayStation for 20 years, actually. Got my first PlayStation in 99, so I was kind of late to the party in that fact. But since then, I have become a specialist in RPGs. I import games. Um, I love playing the game in in, uh, in Japanese. So I'm all about speaking up for people who love Japanese games, Japanese imports or RPGs, especially. Um, at the same time, I love um, a lot of games from all over the world. So it's not just Japanese stuff. That's just, I think, where I put all of my love or most of my love. What's up, man? That's what's up. So that is the panel, and you already know about me, man. This is FC Violent. You already know, but it's not—it's not about me. It's about everybody else. So, next question to you guys, man. What do y'all been recently playing, man? Um, I'll go first. I've been actually been playing an RTS game on Xbox called Fuck. Well, it's a space game. I can't even <laughs> Stellaris. That's what it's called. I'm playing Stellaris recently, and it kind of, I'm kind of waiting for the Division Two to drop. But other than that, man, what what else you guys been playing, man? Zero. Uh, currently playing some Tetris 99, uh, out on the switch. Um, how, how, how is that? Oh, man, how, how is that game? Tetris? Uh, you know, it's Tetris with just a little that added flair of like, uh, you know, that battle. So you're doing well. And then somebody throw a couple bricks at you, but it's, it's a Tetris battle royale. Last What's one. The rank that you've got? Uh, not very far. Only like 55. It's tough. Yeah, it, it it's tough and there's pros out there. Um had to dip back every like year or so I dip back into an old game uh called Zeus Master of Olympus, which is a uh city builder. Um and the new hotness is we're playing is probably Apex. So Apex is fire. Yeah. That's what's up. All right, my man Kofi, what you been playing, bro? Two games mostly. Um Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um I have a a strong love for Uncharted, but I've kind of fallen behind uh, and I haven't really touched this game. I'm still pretty early in that. And the second is um, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 1. Um, I'm hoping to play all of the Cold Steel games this year, but, you know, just a slow burn. That's what's up. My man, Farrah, what you been playing, my dude? He had his mic muted. Is <laughs> you, Pharaoh? Yeah, I'm uh, right now. I'm playing a little bit of Jump Force. Uh, playing a Resident Evil Two right now. That's about it. All right. And before I get to my man Eric, I just want to shout out the early early people in the building. Shout out to Lofty eighty three. Shout out to Philosopher Doom, Yajiro Hanma, and More Cloud Tech USA. Man, I appreciate you guys stopping in. Definitely share this out so we can get more people in. We're going to be getting into topics shortly. I just want to just finish the rest of this intro. So, Eric, what you been playing, my guy? 
uh on xbox uh i've been playing anthem i put about 50 hours in uh 25 of those hours are probably in load screens <laughs> i've been playing i switch i'm finishing claire's campaign in resident evil 2 on ps4 and my neighbor he's a pastor and every sunday after church he holds like a smash brothers tournament so i've been oh, that's fire. Sunday, uh, playing smash his kids are cooking me I mean, I've oh. never lost so bad. These kids are good. Wow. That's <laughs> that's wild, man. What's up, Mr. Kima in the chat? And Brandon, man, what you been playing, my guy? Um, as far as what I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of crackdown. I've been playing a lot of anthem. Uh I'm so disappointed in that damn game. But um I'm trying to get back into Forza. Like I, my backlog is so fucking huge, dude. Like I'm, I'm just trying to get through so much. I haven't even, I haven't even finished The Witcher Three yet. Like I am so backlogged right now. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, so that's the introduction. So let's let's get over the gaming news this week, man. We're just gonna do a little rundown before we get to the debate topics. Um, so firstly, we want to talk about. I don't know if you guys have read up, but. Uh, with the situation with THQ. My man, Eric, can you discuss a little bit more about that? Uh, parent, was it THQ Nordic? Uh, they wanted to run an Ask Me Anything, similar to the ones ran on Reddit, but they decided to choose a different venue, um, 8chan. Um, if you're not familiar with 8chan, it is the sewers of the internet. Uh, just horrid things are posted there, and they dox people there. There's really bad... Uh, pedophilia there um and they had some they received some backlash as they should have um of course they went on the apology tour but what were they thinking in the first place why would you why not do it on reddit if you take a stretch why not do it on twitch at least you know there's gamers there all right that's what 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 did the uh i guess the ceo of uh thq say what what, what were the excuse for going on hn instead of like using reddit or other sources um, I am not 100% sure. Uh, they don't know. It looks like they really didn't have a, a real reason for picking it. Uh, it looks like it's all damage control now. So anything you hear from them is going to probably be BS. Wow. Just that's try, Just trying to save face. That's, 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 that's fucking wild, man. I looked at it briefly, but I'm thinking like, what, what were y'all thinking, man? It, I mean, this is not video game related, but it's very similar to how some of like the clothing companies just be posting some wild or making some wild stuff like nooses on shirts and stuff. Man, that's a whole different topic. But like, I swear they need like a PR team. I swear. But anyway, you gotta uh, know nooses are bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Or you know, blackface. Like, what what are y'all doing? Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we'll we'll go on to that topic. Uh, my man, Brandon, man, Halo Infinite spiritual reboot. What is this about, man? It's been it's been on the interwebs this week. Well, um, main thing is I feel like three four three is finally going to get to do something more creative with the series. Like, I mean, my my favorite Halo is still fucking Reach. Like that that's 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 my favorite. Period. But um, ever since they kind of took the mantle over from Bungie, they've been. Yeah, Bungie sets, you know, a high bar, but they've been held to this unrealistic standard like, oh, yeah, how are you going to top Halo 3 or how are you going to top Halo Reach? And from what I've heard, the engine like that, that that Halo engine that they've been using for all these fucking games is like really more technical than it is 
creatively free. So they kind of painted themselves into a corner. And I think with Halo Infinite and them basically developing their own in-house engine specifically for this game, like they will actually be able to hopefully, you know, see them see three four three actually put out a product that's on par with what Bungie's put out. Like they're not going to reboot the series. This is essentially still Halo Six, but I guess they're going to try to bring a fresher perspective to it. I'm not like I don't know if that's going to include like battle royale elements or if we're looking at like a fucking Destiny clone. Like I, I, I just don't know where they're going with it. But from what I've also heard, like it's going to be like a separate like campaign and multiplayer kind of thing there. So they they could be going that that Destiny-ish route, which I hope they don't. But we'll have to wait and see. It's kind of Something we just don't have the details on yet right. until three. Not a problem, man. We're, we're definitely going to debate about Halo uh, later in the later in this uh, podcast. More so online, the spiritual reboot um, is it needed? Does Halo need to die, or or does or can we just move on from that? So we'll get to that topic later. And lastly, on the news that I have, just like, you know, just real quick, just to knock it out, The Last of Us Two uh, news just hit. Uh, this week, uh, if you don't mind, Kofi or Eric, one of y'all two, just uh, mention what's this news about. Great, Kofi. You got you got it, Eric, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, a Peruvian website leaked a pre-order uh, picture for Last of Us 2, stating that the date was October 25th. Um, there's, I mean, it's still rumor. I don't know how how uh legit that website is i mean last of us fans are really excited and they're feeding right into it and they did just have that was it destination playstation so i mean it is possible that it could be legit so but they're not going to be at e3 so when are we when are the gamers going to hear about this if there's any truth to it that's me that date is kind of wild because isn't Gears Five dropping around that time? I think it's November, right? For Gears, is it November? I mean, that's that's super sure. close. Um, but my thing, I I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not really on the the PlayStation side as much as y'all, but I'm gonna lean on the side of rumor. It'd be great that it comes out because it gives me a reason personally to actually start playing my PlayStation. But that early without E3, like how are they gonna get the hype train really going? I mean, I, I mean, it's it is Last of Us Two, and it, and it, and in itself, it's its own hype train. But the biggest stage, and you're just gonna just miss out knowing that Last of Us Two is gonna drop. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still leaning on 2020, but I guess we'll, I guess we will see, man. We'll definitely see. All right, so that's enough of the, that's enough of this weekly news. We won't get into these debate topics, man. This is what y'all here for, man. This, this, this is what we're gonna do. So the first debate topic I have in mind is about Game Pass and Kofi. We mentioned it earlier. <laughs> we mentioned this earlier off, 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 off live, talking about as a Nintendo or PlayStation fan, and I don't think you have an Xbox currently, do you, right? I, mean, I, don't. I don't know. You don't, all right. So as a, pl- as a PlayStation guy that doesn't have an Xbox, and for those in the chat, I know a couple of you guys also don't have Xboxes, and maybe even some of the Nintendo dudes, what would it take for you guys to convert back to the Xbox ecosystem? Or is that even a possibility? So, so glad you brought it up and framed the question the way it was, because there was a specific conversation we had last week where I was talking about how great Game Pass could be potentially. And I brought up um, Game Pass being on Switch and the fact that there are 
millions of people in Japan with Switches, and me being a JRPG guy or a guy who likes Japanese games, an opportunity for Game Pass to have access or for Japanese players to see Game Pass. And my, my dream is that Xbox could partner like they used to in the 360 era with more Japanese developers to create whatever IPs they're interested in. But you, you asked me, why would they do that? And I go, well, you know, there's all these, you know, all these pieces of hardware everywhere with iOS, with Android, with the Switch. But the more I started to think about that, I realized you asking why was very significant. I, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a reason why Xbox would have to risk a Japanese game on Game Pass selling mm -hmm. in order for them to look more lucrative. Because of all the studios they already have, do they need to go out and try to work with, I don't know, Platinum Games again like they were going to try to on, on Scalebound? I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like they're making money now. So is, is there real incentive maybe somebody could convince me of that that mm. there there will be more interesting ips year to year coming in the future so as of right now as, as you take it you still don't see enough incentive to even jump hop back on xbox that's right and there, there's a i, I kind of have been going through and data mining all of the important releases from xbox and playstation over there life uh, cycle to cycle and I, I have as you know I have always like a bigger method of attack mm -hmm. which I'm sure will be refuted but uh, I want to be I guess I want somebody to maybe convince me that Microsoft will, will stick to their their right. old passion of making games and not just services alright so let me see, let me let me see shout out to the panel here man Brandon uh, Farrell what you guys think man is there a way to convince this pony pony uh, Sony pony <laughs> To, to, to mend from his ways and let him see the light. Um, I mean the the main thing I can Sony Microsoft is definitely going to commit to games. Um, just on the premise that Microsoft CEO ran the numbers and did the projections for where the gaming market is going, and he finds it to be important. So if he thinks it's important, then they're going to do it. I mean, that's. As simple as I can make it, they're gonna they're gonna invest heavily in games. I, I think that's why you're seeing uh, the more software focus and less of the hardware focus. They're trying to work their way to PC and to the Nintendo market. They're trying to infiltrate other markets and kind of move away from their own console a little bit. Um, it looks like to me. So I, I definitely see there being a games focus a more software driven focus uh from microsoft in the future okay all right that's what's up all right, all right man our resident captain xbox man let let these be let these dudes know man it's, i'm not feeling the energy in this in this building right now nubs man hey tell the truth man let them know let them know team xbox let's go okay so for starters as we fucking know this whole gen has been garbage because of don matrick and his bullshit in 2013 like they wanted to push TV, they wanted to do everything else except for make a goddamn game console. And by the time they figured that out, around 2016-ish, that's pretty much what everybody wanted. It's a little bit too late. So the current CEO of Microsoft has finally accepted Xbox is not the redheaded stepchild. Like it's a viable service. Like it's 
he literally said, Hey, Phil, here's a fucking checkbook. Let, let's go do some stuff. And they literally doubled the amount of studios they have in no time at all, just spending spree. And that's going to continue. And Phil himself has said, this is the year that they're going to show some shit. Sony bowing out of E3 has been a revelation for those of us that have been paying attention there. But um, as far as Game Pass goes, as a service, as for value, you literally can pay $10 a month and don't have to go buy a game and you have access to almost 200 games. Period. Just, just you don't on- feel at all that Game Pass lessens the value of a AAA game that would come out. Oh, damn. I, how, how would that lessen the value of a AAA game? It, in that case, so does me getting a AAA game from GameStop used a week after it comes out, does that lessen the value of that game? Because I'm trying to save some money. The whole point is being pro-consumer and as that consumer, trying to save some money. Like, obviously, their AAA games are still going to be available on other platforms. Just because they say, hey, if you have Game Pass, you can play all of our exclusives for $10 a month. Like, this is a Microsoft thing. Just as Office being service-based, hey, for a monthly charge, you can use our Office suite. It's the same shit. It's basically putting everything under one umbrella and everything functions as a service. Do you think that having a uh, a AAA game that's available on Game Pass everywhere lessens the focus of a developer, let's say Obsidian, in releasing a new AAA title? Obsidian is still going to get their money. That's the thing. You act like Game Pass is going to be the only way that people play this game. They still get a cut. The whole point of Game Pass is... You're not having to pay a retailer to hold to stock your game. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to software sales, you have to split that pie with everybody that is involved, either marketing or where you're selling this game versus Game Pass. Microsoft is easily making majority of that money because it's their service. They're hosting it. Yeah. All right. So let me let me just jump in here, man. First, I'm gonna shout out to the chat. More Cloud Tech USA says it. Game Pass did not lessen Forza Horizon Four. That's true. It didn't right. lessen, that it game didn't is facts. great. For the it record, didn't, uh, it, didn't less, it, le- it didn't lessen Gears Four, and Gears Five is coming out on Game Pass shortly. So anyway, exactly. great. Farrell wanted to jump in here, man. Let him say his piece. Um, when you said about lessening AAA's, it actually has proven out that it doesn't lessen the AAA. They actually make more revenue on games on Game Pass because people are more willing to buy DLC. Their DLC sales are through the roof on Game Pass games. Because they get a discount on the DLC on top of that. You get 20% off, period. So it's like, why not? (laughs) I mean, you also get, if you want to buy the game off of Game Pass to keep, you still get 20% off that game too. Like it's, it's, it's really, there's no way to lose in that situation. Dan, you got Black Desert for like $20 right now? Right. Oh, man, it's just twenty dollars. It's just twenty dollars. The the base game is twenty dollars. The base game is twenty, yep. I might have to revisit I might have to revisit that. You can you can you can purchase it with the the content at a discounted rate for up to I think the highest it goes is sixty nine ninety nine, but the base game is, is like twenty dollars. That's why for those who haven't played Black Desert Online, I played it on PC for a couple of years. It's, it's a solid game. If you like grindy games and the combat is different than most MMOs, I definitely uh, would recommend it if you want something different. But uh, let me, you know, let's touch on the rest of the panel, man. We got Eric. We got Zero. What you guys think about it, man? Uh, game Pass. And, and if you so, f- for instance, like Eric right now, I know you have an Xbox, but what would keep yeah. you on the platform or interested in the platform? And for Zero, I don't know if you have one or not. 
But as a Nintendo dude, would you be considered getting an Xbox if if they have Game Pass on your system? Or what what would Xbox needs to do for you to be a come become a customer? Uh, at this point, it's pretty much I'm on Xbox because most of my friends have Xboxes. Um, that's where I play most of my multiplayer games. Even though I have a pro, and I know like Anthem or The Division or Red Dead would look better on that system. Most of my friends are playing on Xbox, and I'd rather play with them than with randoms. Um, but in regards to Game Pass, uh, I, I don't want to say it's cheapening AAA titles, but it as a as a performer, you there's a different feel when you look out in the audience and you know those people got free tickets, and then you know the people that paid twenty five bucks to see you. Like those people really want it. When somebody goes to GameStop and drops 60 bucks on a game, you're like, wow, people really want to pay full price for my product. But when it's on Game Pass, you're like, ah, it's a it's a bargain thing. Like it's just how I feel. It's maybe not how the developers feel, but it it just doesn't feel right, I guess. That's all I can say. Okay, and I'll definitely touch upon it. But let's let, hey, zero man, you haven't seen anything, my dude. I've been waiting, I've been waiting. All right, um, go see a piece, man. See a piece. Particularly if we're going to talk about uh Game Pass on the Switch, which has been rumored. Um, then mm-hmm. full disclosure, I have an Xbox, I mean, excuse me, I have a PlayStation Switch PC, no Xbox. Um, that's blasphemy, man. But anyway, part, go ahead. Truth be told, part of the reason why is all through for about four years, all I played was Xbox, specifically Halo one through three um, for my entire college career. Um, but when it comes to let's take Game Pass on Switch, for me, what it comes down to as a Switch gamer, I'm not going to pick up a AAA title over Smash Bros, Pokemon, uh, even though it's on other systems, but it's on mine right now, Hollow Knight, um, or either, either one of the new Pokemons that are out right now. Maybe... I'll try to play some of the old rare titles, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Perfect Dark, uh, maybe Braid. I'm not playing Crackdown 3 on my Switch. Uh, and if I don't have, if it's not on Xbox, I mean, it's not on PlayStation, I'm just not going to play it. Uh, because there's nothing there for me that's going to make me put down when I'm playing on my Switch to pick up Game Pass, even if it is just for $10 a month. Um, you know, Eric, Eric mentioned the very interesting thing that I noted as a performer, and I I would wonder what it's like in the music industry. If we're talking about Game Pass, then Game Pass is very similar to what Spotify or Google Play or all these other ones are doing. You pay one monthly fee and you get access to everyone. So I can on Google Play right now, I can put two chains to drop the album, Ariana Grande just dropped the album. Very I'm very curious to know what's their cut. What's their revenue? I'm only kicking out $10. And even based on then, Game Pass is the first, perfectly fine. What happens when they get some real competition here? That's a good point. That's a good point. Compared to, you know, I personally chose Google Play because Google was wrapped into YouTube, was wrapped into sort of my daily life. So I'm not going to go separately to Spotify. There's no point for me over there. It's Spotify is just music for me. Okay. All right, so let me let me jump on this, man. I'm gonna target a couple of you guys in reference. But firstly, this the um, Kofi's statement of does Game Pass uh, we are uh, uh, not weekend, but I guess I guess your point you were trying to make is that it's kind of a crutch in a way that quality games are lessened because of Game Pass. Is that is that what you were trying to say, Kofi? 
Yeah, I think it makes me feel like Microsoft does not need to... This is the experience I want to get, regardless Mm -hmm. of Game Pass is there or not. A game comes out, and it can redefine how we feel about AAA games. You know my rant about Gears of War last week. I won't go into that. So I just want to make sure that if... So let's look at it like this. What if Microsoft only releases... Oh, well, I'll say this. AA games can also change change how we play. It doesn't need to be mm-hmm. AAA. Yep. Um, but they, I want them to... Um, I, I don't know how to express it. It's hard for me to express it. But like a developer might get picked up like Obsidian. And I don't want them to release something that's just okay and then allows more people to subscribe. And, and then we just get this wave of average games and i know that happens to be what the metacritic says obviously you can love crackdown at a 60 right um but the the issue i have with crackdown is its cloud integration isn't changing the game i i want to see that passion playstation you know people haters like to call it walking simulators but those walking simulators man they're changing how we feel about games right people are talking about horizons this and that or god of wars this and that I need to see the envelope pushed, and I don't want sh- uh, that that content getting streamed to somehow lessen a developer's focus. Like, oh, this is our vision for the game, but we also need to make sure it's on Switch. So now we're focusing okay. on different things. All right, so so let, let, let me touch upon that. All right, okay. so so for for me, oh, Xbox and Game Pass. Uh, Aaron Michael Blackman in the chat says. Also, I'm really hoping. Uh, that's not what. Oh, yeah. I also think. Yeah, I also think it forced devs to step up their games. Gamers get more options. And you also mentioned Game Pass is going to work better for developers and consumers when it kicks off. Devs get to experience more, experience more as players try more games, and that's true. So, for, for Game Pass as a consumer, there's a lot of games on there that you most likely won't try, right? So, for instance, for Kofi, you're an RP, you're a JRPG guy, but maybe you'll see an RTS game on there. Like, man, I don't really play RTS, but. Uh, zero, uh, mutant here, zero, mutant year zeros on there. And it's like, man, the graphics look good. And no, let me try it because you know, I have nothing else to play. You try it and you realize the game's actually kind of lit. For those who haven't played it, I recommend it, man. Mutant year zero on that uh, game pass is actually a really good game, criminally um, underrated. Criminally, yeah. So, games like that. you know, so you should be trying stuff like that when you have the incentive of having two over 200 plus games is a positive. There's a lot of games on there that there's another game, um. Ashen, I man, I am I am not a uh, Dead Souls or what the fuck is called Blood Souls, Bloodborne, whatever. I'm not that type of gamer. I tried Ashen because it's supposed to be like that uh, version, but light. Yeah, and I love that game. That's probably my game of really? end, really? of, end of 2018, man. Like that, wow. that was my game. I, I I totally agree with that. that so definitely opens so, it up. So so for game so for Game Pass, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna finish and y'all can definitely jump in. Uh, for me. I see the notion. I see a lot of PlayStation guys talking about how place, uh, how Game Pass is kind of like a crutch because it's, it makes the developers just, you know what, it's a safety net. We can just put our games out on Game Pass because there's already 10 million or however many people are on there, which which I can see to a degree. But I think it's because the games, when Game Pass launched, the games that were available weren't of the caliber of a God of War or of uh, uh I don't know, Spider-Man, things like that. But I feel like that's starting to change soon because Gears of War 5 is coming out on Game Pass. I think this year we already, or last year, early last year, or late last year, rather, uh, the racing game, you know what I mean? Uh, Playground Games racing game, uh, was it Forza? Horizon. Horizon 4 came out on Game Pass, and that's the first, I think, real AAA that came out on it. Ori's coming out for, for Zero. I don't know. I think Ori 
I think you guys actually might might even get the first version. Uh, or, or, or it would be a good one and would make me at least try Game Pass. Wow. See, exactly. That's my point exactly. Ori is that game. I love that game. And when you actually get to try and play it, you'll start seeing, okay, these, these games can survive on Game Pass because there is a market for it. And um, so that's pretty much and a little bit on Eric's point, like as a as a performer, um, it is always I feel like better to. Maybe maybe as a small developer to be able to branch out to to more people, so you say like you're a, a headliner or 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 whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so you, so you with Jay Z and you know, he's going to have this a massive amount of crowd following. You're not really that well known, but you're going to you're going to you're going to start the show. If you yeah. if you pull it off and the game becomes good, man, people can be like, you know what? This guy's actually kind of good. Let me check his SoundCloud or whatever it is. So that's why I feel like Game Pass is for a lot of these independent devs. And then for for the AAA devs like Obsidian, back to Kofi's point, Obsidian, I feel like it gives them more freedom because they know I'm good. Like we're already getting paid. Game Pass is for those. It's giving it's giving consumers more freedom to try out more games with less fear of paying or of playing those games because of the price point. Right. What's 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 that? You pay ten dollars, you got access to all this. Eventually, you'll start seeing more and more in AAA. Like, damn, Obsidian's games came out. Like, damn, Playground Games game came out. And three for threes games in here. Like, all right, well, shit, I got I got this month free. Let me let me try out uh, Obsidian's game. And then you know what? It gives them the incentive to just make the game they want because there's no pressure really of of trying to, I guess, like in a way like like Bioware and how Anthem turned out. You know what I mean? It's gonna be the opposite. If I bet you if Bioware's it was with Microsoft now with the whole game pass around it, they would have more freedom to make the game they want. And and I feel like they would have been, it would have done way better than what it's doing now. So anyway, any, anyone else could touch upon this topic and we can move on. No, absolutely. Um so as far as as that, I look at it as like you said, like there's no risk. There's no inherent risk for using Game Pass. Like you don't have to worry, oh. If this flops, are we? There's no way it can flop because you're still getting a cut of that Game Pass subscription money. That ten, two, six billion dollars, whatever they're making a year off that, you're still gonna get your cut. At that point, you don't have to worry about that. You don't gotta worry about the marketing. All you gotta do is worry about making a good game. And nice. Microsoft has already said all of these studios, hey, we're not gonna be hands on. Make what the fuck you wanna make. We're just giving you money. You're you you still have creative control, and in the past that wasn't always the case. You know they yeah. always mandated, oh, you got to make this, you got to make that. It has to have this. Make sure you throw microtransactions in there. They're they're not trying to be EA here. They are literally God buying these smaller studios to build them up. And like, hey, here's a blank check. Go make us something good. And they're they're doing it with studios that have made great things in the past. Like Hellblade is a fantastic game. Like it is, it, that's a piece of art to me. Like I love that game. It's like good. the, the yeah. themes it touch, the themes it touches on. Like that, that's real. And granted, now, oh, hey, you see that in the store? I don't know if I want to get this, but hey, it's in Game Pass. I can just try it. Hey, I love this. Exactly. Oh, and I still have the option to buy it. People also forget the fact you still have the option to buy shit. Just because it's in Game Pass doesn't mean you can't own it. It's it, you can still buy it. And it's discounted. And it's discounted. Oh. I mean, anyone else have anything else to talk about on that the subject? We're gonna move on. I will say that Game pa Forza Horizon Four is worth the price of Game Pass just for the soundtrack. That soundtrack is amazing, and if mm. even on Facts. the base Xbox, it looks good. But that that whoever directed that 
audio engineering for that and picked out the playlist they are they have great taste in music it's worth that that ten dollars a month just to listen to that soundtrack just as uh, a last piece i did play of horizon 4 on pc and it was very much glorious i come from the project gotham i'm like a diehard project oh, Gotham I, guy I and i was I would I'll, I'll throw a little salt. I was a little upset when you know they parted ways. Uh, Project Gotham Four. Oh my gosh, love that game. Uh, but this this uh, Horizon is kind of like that spiritual carry on, uh, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So it was great. Yeah, I think we're at a point where it's a bit of a wait and see, right? To see what will happen and how Game Pass really works. If Game Pass can give us another Braid or uh, what's the new farming game or another an Undertale. Oh yeah, you mentioned Braid. Braid was dope. Yeah, or uh, a yeah. Castle Crashers, um, or and I can't remember the, the other farming game, but very similar to Harmon's Moon. These the kind Star of small Stardew Valley or something like that. Stardew Valley, yeah. yeah. Um, where these kind of smaller indies can really jump out there. Um, that's a bonus. That's a plus. Uh, specifically, if they're the if if I know that they're getting some good cut of the money. Exactly, and like. That, that's another thing like you, you you're literally giving indies a platform to again not have to worry about marketing or the financial aspect of it you can literally just like hey let me make the best game i can and generally like a lot of people they see it and say, oh that's just an indie game and a lot of people skip over that like we all know people that do that regardless of if the game's good or not i i know people that haven't played braid and that's a that, that's an amazing indie game or even people that haven't even played bastion and that's another amazing game but yep. You have people that will literally skip a game because, oh, it's not made by Activision or some big AAA studio. And the fact that you can just get pretty much free exposure because it's just there. Like, it's 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 the Netflix of games. You're, you're going to see it there. I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay $60 to go or $30 to go try this game. It's it's included in the subscription. Let me go ahead and give it a shot. Oh, I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep playing it. You know, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It, and you have a reason to now keep the subscription around, even if you only find – Three or four things you like in there, it's still better than spending sixty dollars a game. It pays for itself. So anyway, yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tilt the ship a little bit, and it's a topic I actually wanted to talk about last week, but I'm gonna talk about this week, and uh, it's about the exclusive argument. Now on the Twitter feeds, I don't know if you guys have been on there. It's, talks about exclusives and why some view it as anti-consumer. So I'm gonna ask y'all the questions. Exclusive is that anti-consumer? What do you think about it? I'm gonna go with my man. Eric, what do you think? Um, no, it just breeds competition, which is pro-consumer. That's, yeah, exclusives make you want to buy a console, which makes other developers more competitive, which makes software publishers want to, or hardware manufacturers want to go out and grab devs. It's competition. No, you, we need exclusives. Okay, so so you don't think it's anti-consumer at all, even if it's on one box and no one else could play it if you don't have that box. No. All right. All right. No, okay. Not at all. So so let me see. Anyone have a counter argument? Let me go. Brandon, what do you think? Is is exclusives anti-consumer? And what do you what do you, what's your thoughts on it? It's not anti-consumer, but if you do the math, majority of people don't buy consoles for exclusives. Like, okay, Sony sold ninety million consoles. Why is there not 50 million copies of one of their exclusives sold? It doesn't happen. The attach rate just isn't there. People will play more multiplats than they will ever play exclusives, and that's facts. Like, okay, th that gives you a 
one of like a, a choice like oh i might want to go this direction instead of that direction because they have this specific game that i want to play but majority of the games you are going to play are going to be available on other platforms period i just i bought a ps4 pro specifically for horizon zero dawn the day it came the day horizon came out i bought a ps4 pro just yeah, for that Right. And, 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 and that's warranted. I mean, I bought a PlayStation 4 for, for Street Fighter and that, that didn't work out very well. But, right. you know, <laughs> no, I'm glad you guys listed both a positive and negative because I, I feel like Sony taking that risk is why we're still here. Because when we play that first game, well, uh, both of those are, well, Zero, Zero Dawn's a great example because it's that new IP. And they took a big risk on that, right? The Killzone devs, they don't have any experience doing open world games. But they, I mean, it got a it got a 93 Metacritic. I won't put too much emotion into it. I think the community generally liked it. And I love that they took that risk. That same risk from another studio that was 18, the Order 1886, it didn't do so hot. But hey, I, I love the risk. I love that they're, they're, they continually take shots at new IPs. And at the end I mean, of the day, that's what we, we, should, we should all want. You know, like we, we we want we want stuff like that. We we want to be able to push gaming forward, and as consumers, we also want to be able to enjoy all that. But on the counter, on uh, as a counterpoint to that, exclusives they sell consoles, but they're not the one defining choice. Like I said, majority of people that bought a PS4 are using that as a Blu-ray player. Period, and and the game sales show that. And more is, more than half of those are are being used for Netflix or whatever the hell that they're using it for. <laughs> it's not being used as a an, an exclusive games machine. Are Are you trying to say that PlayStation users are not gamers? They they watch TV. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to. No, I'm not trying to. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me elaborate. <laughs> all man, I'm is, on this panel, man. Y'all, Sony dudes gonna just take that. Like, well, all I'm, all I'm saying is, what's the highest selling PlayStation game? And then look at the install base and the tell me that there's is, the highest selling is Netflix app. Yeah, mm. period. <laughs> <laughs> the savagery. So Sony became what Xbox was trying to be. <laughs> exactly. Three has ironically only. <laughs> That's wild. All right, so I, th I think I think everyone is in the um, unison when it comes to exclusives. I don't I don't think it's anti-consumer, man. Like, because if it wasn't for exclusives, I wouldn't have bought a PlayStation. But I bought it for God of War, so obviously it works right. on me. Um, I do have. There was a question in the chat uh, from Aaron Michael Blackman. He said it uh, kind of reverse. Uh, do you think exclusives are anti-developer? Meaning. As a developer, do you want to be on a, just an exclusive platform? What do you guys think? And what benefits is it for being on an exclusive platform? It's like, for instance, Sony. Me, me personally, I, I think that uh, exclusives are somewhat anti-consumer in the oh, sense yeah. that um, if you only had, if, if you eliminated exclusivity, eventually it whoever made the best box would eliminate the competition. So you wouldn't have, you would only have one game console. So it would affect the hardware market more than it would affect the software market. So I think it would save consumers money if they didn't have to purchase multiple, uh, multiple systems. Like if I didn't have to buy a PlayStation and an Xbox, I mean, Sony shit out of luck or Xbox is shit out of luck, depending on who made the better box. So in that sense, it is a little bit anti-consumer. Um, but I do get what people say as far as creating competition, but I think it mainly creates competition between 
in, in a hardware sense than it does in a in a software sense. Well, that's a good point. Any any anyone disagree with his claims? I well, was it pro develop? Are you saying anti developer or anti consumer for exclusive? Uh, well, Pharaoh just mentioned anti consumer. He didn't okay. really touch on my topic. The man went on a tangent, okay. but oh. <laughs> so well, I, it, it's a little bit anti developer too because you're if you pick one if you're exclusive to one system then you're 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 limiting your reach ultimately you can't reach everyone that you want to reach because you're exclusive only to playstation you know you can't touch anybody on on nintendo or xbox or pc exactly and that's also why we're seeing all i mean well playstation xbox most but they're moving towards delivering their games on things that aren't just their console People are pretending like Sony isn't about to launch a streaming service. They're not gonna like they're not gonna put their games on PC. It's 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 already happened and it's going to continue to happen because that's a big ass pie. Like, okay, you got three hundred million console users. How many billions of PC users are out there? How many billions of people got a cell phone? Like, everybody wants to cut it at me. At the end of the day, these companies want to make money, and that's what that's what they're gonna do. So, I in a way, it's a bit of both. It, it's it's a paradox. It, it is anti-consumer, but then again, it isn't because you you still give people a reason to choose your platform. And it is pro dev right. and anti dev in the in the fact that oh yeah, we have the high we're a market leader, so yeah, our game's gonna sell like crazy. We're gonna make money, but it, there's always the what if if we were on other things. Like if they dropped Street Fighter on Switch and Xbox, you had, like it would have did numbers. Period. Like the money was there to be made. And they're leave. They're literally leaving money on the table by, by doing things like that. For the record, uh, all PlayStation online services are trash. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, Sony guys are quiet, man. What the hell's going on? I don't even know what to say, man. So I use, <laughs> I use PlayStation now because I wanted to get an honest uh, feeling for it. Um, I haven't gone through like all the different types of games but i just went back to like the playstation 2 catalog i'll be honest play so i play playstation now on my ps i mean i'm on my pc um no issues i mean i haven't done a fighting well okay no actually i played dead or alive last round through playstation now but i didn't play it online so i, I still am like feeling out i'm trying to allocate my time properly but i i've had a great time with playstation now for the games i've played Okay, so what do, what do you feel about developers uh, only developing for a certain console? Do you feel like that's uh, good for the developer? Like like uh, my man Farrell stated, that it feels like that's also not really beneficial because you're not really being able to sell your sell your games on majority or the masses. But what? But yeah. why? But why do developers do that though? Why? Why? You know, sell themselves short when they could just become, I guess, independent. So I, I think that there's a huge risk involved. So let's look at something like Obsidian, where they have Outer Worlds coming out. And Outer Worlds, you know, it's probably going to be, I think, a pretty pretty good game. But there's there's a, a risk in keeping their funding going if that game doesn't do well. Now, as you guys are saying, with Game Pass, they're going to be able to elevate Obsidian and be like, you know what? You didn't do so hot on, let's say, Outer Worlds, but we got you. We want you to go do something to Outer Worlds 2 or, you know, another IP. Um, and, and Sony has done that too. So, you know, I had the analogy that um, the mechanics and the engine that Ready at Dawn used for Order 1886 seems very similar 
to God of War from uh, uh, Santa Monica. And I think there there's a uh, a resemblance. And the fact that 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 information could have been knowledge shared and 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 give given us an opportunity for God of War is awesome. But I'm not I'm not gonna you know say that without kicking up dirt. Sony has closed plenty of studios. Uh, I can think of eight off top of my head. So you know, for instance, uh, one of my favorite games from PS3 back in 2012 was Starhawk. It was like a spiritual successor to a multiplayer game called Warhawk that came from the PlayStation 1, but then had released on PlayStation 3. Um, the developer of that, they didn't close down specifically. They actually ended up going to iOS. Um, but they, you know, they ended up parting ways and they were supposed to do, I think, what was like at least a two or three game deal. So it it does happen. There is those one and done uh type situations. Or I could think of my my man David Jaffe, you know, who pioneered God of War One and also Twisted Metal. He did Twisted Metal on PS3. It had a lot of great mechanics. It didn't do so hot. It wasn't so, that great. Yeah, it wasn't, wow. you know. So I can't I can't say Sony's perfect, but they they do encourage risk. They do allow studios to do something imaginative. One last thing I'll mention, Studio Bend, who are the original developers of Siphon Filter, they currently are in a six-year dev cycle for Days Gone. This is Damn. their first AAA, or uh, I, most people agree it's AAA, right? Yes. This is their yeah. first time where they went to Sony, and they're like, look, we want to do something that we're passionate about. And Sony was like, do it. And they, they've been doing, you know, they did uh, Resistance on Vita. They did uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss on Vita. So they haven't really done their last P AAA title was, I want to say, um, Siphon Filter Omega Strain on PS2 or something like that. Somebody check me. Um, but I, I, I like that. And, and I, I keep rambling, so I'll, I'll stop because this is oh, <laughs> yeah, things I want to say. Yeah, but I love the risk, man. I feel, I feel you. so. I mean, like just just to add my two cents on there, man. When it comes to like exclusives and things like that, Nintendo is like an anomaly, man. Majority of their base buys exclusives. The fact that Smash Brothers sold how much was it? Thirty million on 30, 34 million like user base. That's Holy crap. That's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. If you that's attach, it, you got the game. Period. <laughs> yeah, that, that's rate <laughs> is it's an anomaly. Like, it's, it's, it's something in that waters, man. I don't know, man. They're going to smash brothers crazy. And then there's no Pokemon game that comes out. Forget about it. I, I might even buy a Switch. They know their audience, right? Like they're, they're focused specifically on the people who like these games. Look at Animal Crossing. Isabel was probably the most requested, one of the most requested characters outside of me, what Ridley uh, and King Karul for Smash. She's barely in a game, and it's not even a fighting game. It's Animal Crossing. Of all games, they decided to throw her in, into Smash Brothers, which, by the way, that reveal also got people hyped for the new Animal Crossing game. They know exactly mm. who their market is and how to target them specifically, and they have since 1983. Uh, you know, we could talk about repet repetitiveness, uh, but Super Mario Odyssey, great game. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, great game. Even Pokemon Go, the Eevee version, which a lot of people were a little shaky on, wound up being a really good game and just a nice palate cleanser until the new Pokemon came out. Yeah, I, I got to applaud Nintendo for staying very consistent. In their latest <coughs> Nintendo Direct, I saw that, what is it, Link's Awakening remake? Yes. Wait, I got hyped for that. I was like, all right, my Switch is coming out the docking station. What was it? Was that cop game, man? That shit from Platinum. I, I might have to cop it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Astral. Uh, I know somebody knows Astral something. 
I, I forgot what the, I forgot what the actual name is, but but like, I don't I don't think that the Nintendo developers. I mean, maybe some do, maybe some don't. I don't feel like they feel like they're missing out hmm. and saying like, oh man, if, if only we could make Zelda for Xbox, or if only we could put Pokemon on PlayStation. Now they probably would be great, but I think like anywhere else, you get an air familiarity and you know what you know and you understand what you what you understand and you just get comfortable. And there was like for Nintendo, there was a time where Nintendo was the place to develop. That Nintendo seal of approval meant you had people backing you up and that you had a good support behind you and that nobody's gonna put out a garbage game. Sometimes those games are garbage anyway, but the idea was that nobody's gonna put out a garbage game. So you wouldn't get an anthem or or games like that. It's real. Right. Oh, that, that right. game is Astral Chain, by the way. Astral yeah, Chain. Astral Chain. Yeah. All right. So that's another topic as well. But I, I want to touch on the topic that uh that got me a little little mini triggered. And it's uh Halo Infinite. <laughs> now some some people in the community think Halo just needs to die. Master Chief needs to go, you know, go to the old folks home and retire. And there's other people who think that, you know, with this reboot, I feel like it's gonna well, not reboot, I'm sorry, that's the wrong word. The sp- was it what do they say uh spiritual reboot right yeah. in halo that i feel like it's gonna be uh it's gonna help it so i'm gonna give you guys a chance to talk about it and i'm gonna say my piece um what do you guys think for let me let me let me let me point it to eric what do you think about this halo um reboot do you think halo needs it or do you or do you feel like others where they say you know what it just needs to die and go away man new ip for 343 no i say keep halo is a I don't legendary property, no pun intended, but yeah, a reboot can be refreshing. I mean, look how many games were had a reboot and came back and felt totally different. Tomb Raider, uh, this Resident Evil 2, like it feels like a completely different game from the original Resident Evil. Um, they could, I mean, if you get the some talented people in there with a great vision, um, this spiritual reboot can be. Uh, amazing it could be great for first time halo players and fans of the series that's exactly what i'm hoping for i I feel like them developing their own engine for it is gonna help in that like you know santa monica they had their own in-house engine for god of war like they that that made that game because literally everything they put in it it was planned they were like we want to be able to do this we're gonna build the tools to do that and Halo really hasn't had that thing. Like, if you break down every, again, every Halo game since, you know, Reach or 3, it's been pretty much the same shit. Up, oh, walk a couple of feet, corridor, kill some enemies, checkpoint. Walk a couple of feet, jump, kill some enemies, checkpoint. It, it's been the same shit. Like, the multiplayer has been literally the only saving grace. Multiplayer was crap in Halo 4, really good in Halo 5, but story flip-flopped in between those. And I think them just not getting a completely different engine this is theirs this is their baby now they they can they can break off from the past in in that sense and really do what they want like i mean if they want to do a hey build your own spartan and do this you know like they, i i love that like you, there, there's, there's so many ways that they can do that you know what i'm saying like even if they do like oh yeah we're gonna do like you know like an rpg they're like oh yeah you can build a covenant and like be on the covenant side like 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 there's there's so many paths that you could take there and again nobody knows what the hell they're gonna do but i think change 
for Halo especially is going to be good. People are tired of Halo, Gears, and Forza because the formula has not changed. The formula is good, Facts. but it has not changed. That's like, a good point. For, for like Horizon, I, I love Horizon just because I hate motorsport. Horizon gives me not going around in a circle. I mean, granted, I'm still going around in a circle in Horizon, but it's open world. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's a different weather. field. Exactly. Like you okay. can you can get those weather effects in motorsports, sure. Like they put them in seven or whatever, but you don't it, it feels sterile in seven versus horizon four. Like this this world feels and looks amazing. I I, I agree. I think the difference is uh I, I think the key is that it's gotta be different. I put God knows how many hours into Halo one through three. Um, I'm talking every day after class. This is what we do for like four hours. Um, and so I've read the books. I've watched the shows. Um, you can't come back to me with the story of Master Chief. I am no longer interested in John Spartan or Cortana for that matter. Oh, okay. uh, wow. I'm, I'm over them. Um, I, and to be candid, I felt the same way with God of War. I love Kratos, but but did you did you like that remake though? I, the remake was fire, right? And definitely one of the best games of last year. Um, but if you were to ask me for them to remake that or to continue Dante's Inferno, I'm gonna choose Dante's Inferno every time. Oh damn! Interesting. I'm, I'm, is- you, I know Kratos. I watched his story play out. I'm done with it. Uh, it like there's no. I mean, obviously they went somewhere else. But even that calls into question some things that we don't got to get into that because that's a whole overarching story question. Uh, but Halo I, Halo 6, if you will, can be anything it wants to be, but I don't think it should be what we've seen before. It, it, right. it, you know, Destiny, in a perfect world, Destiny would be the sequel to Halo and Destiny would just be better. Okay, so... You're going completely... Can I add right. what Zero was saying real quick? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I agree that Halo, Forza, Gears, we need something different. We can keep the same properties, but to mix the game up a little bit. It's amazing. Nintendo has ha- been using Mario for the last, what, 35 years? But every up. single Mario game is worlds apart from the one before it from Sunshine, the Galaxy, the Odyssey, the Mario 3, to the side-scroller one they released, every single Mario does something different. But when you put in a Halo disc, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to be on the ship. You're going to have Chief talking to himself. Somebody, some Marine comes up, and it's the same thing. They're not, they're still good, but it's not, there's no freshness to it. Right, and that's what made Reach so refreshing, too, just because it wasn't that. Like, you got, like, that squad environment, and it's not like Oh, it's this it's this lone super soldier literally talking to himself or to some to something in his head. And like you know, like it was just a different take. Like actually them fleshing out a story and multiple characters except for this one central thing that can't seem to die. Like when they started killing off people in Reach, I was like, yo, I actually cared about that person, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, the actual story in Reach is actually uh was actually pretty good, uh, especially at the end. But I wanna I, I wanna touch upon this, man. You guys were talking about, you know, it being the same thing. Did you guys have that same energy for Uncharted? Because I feel like it's the kind of the same principle. So every, oh, 
go go ahead go ahead bro i, I got I'm right so i kind of i kind of get that same vibe i i do kind of agree with you i remember playing uncharted 3 and just loving it until i don't want to well it's 2011 right when he when it got towards the end and drake started having um i don't hallucinations um i did start to feel like man you know this is really <laughs> room to room um you know take out the fire guys but i i, I still love uncharted um, I, Uncharted 4 is probably my favorite one, just inches out Uncharted 2. But what I what I really like is that you know that Naughty Dog went to Sony and like, look, we love Uncharted, we'll do another Uncharted 4 for you, but we want to do something else. And I think that's the, the, the love child that Last of Us became. And I think it's the same love child that Horizon Dawn became. And I think it's the same love child that Days Gone is becoming. That's a good point. Now, okay. you know, there are some studios that get pigeonholed. Um, I mean, Polyphony Digital seems to love what they do, so... I can't speak for them, but eventually that studio needs to be approached and be like, look, we're burning you out, aren't we? You just did this for 12 years. You just did three games in 12 years. Do you want to do anything else? Anything. They go, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to give you the money. You've made us a lot of money. So we're going to give you that money bag option. Do what you want. Look, look at Kojima. Kojima goes, yo, I want to do this crazy thing. Lolly, Lule, low, invisible enemies, some weird stuff happening. Sony's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but take this money. Because <laughs> whatever you do, it's going to be fire. That's 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 why. So, so Kofi, you're telling me that you're trying to say that Bungie, so not Bungie, I'm sorry. So Halo needs to pretty much go away. It needs to die. Like I, Uncharted I, ended, unlike uh, Killzone ended. You wanted them just yo, to make a whole new game. So the biggest franchise in Microsoft's history and Xbox history, and you wanted to just to die. Here's how I work. I think a lot of people in 343 hate Halo. I think they're done. Because when they came in, they weren't Halo guys. They were something else, and they got pigeonholed into Halo when Bungie left. I bet you they have been waiting and waiting for something that they can do. The Coalition kind of had the same thing, right? Wasn't the Coalition called Black Tusk Entertainment? Black Tusk, and they were yeah. going to make some crazy new IP. All of a sudden, they Jalen, walk out with the Coalition. Alan Knight or something. And that's okay, all right? They, they've done what? They did Gears 4. Just Gears 4 is the only one Coalition's done. Yep. Yep. Uh, and they're doing Gears 5. But I can't wait to see what passion just explodes out of there. I feel like they're going to change the game. That's what I'm excited for. When the best of the AAA studios are finally given the freedom to do something else. Okay. One last thing I'll touch on. Yeah. Historically, Xbox has not done well to release new IPs late in a generation cycle. And it's what irritates me the most about Xbox. I had a, a graphic, um, but yeah. I'll pull it up later. <laughs> but basically, after about... So here's the thing. Here's the thing that Xbox, and I'm sure... the we can start a fight here. Xbox gamers get so excited for a new console to come out. Oh yeah, yo, that new Xbox is coming out. I'm so excited. And then within three years of that launch, you get that great IP, right? You might get uh, a Sunset Overdrive, or you get a Ninja Guy, Ninja Guy in Black. Don't forget about that game's fire. But right. after that, those developers don't do something new. So what happens to Xbox gamers? Oh, what's the next generation? What's the next generation? But what happened with PlayStation 3? In the last year that PlayStation 3 existed, we got The Last of Us. The last year? That's passion. That's driving that hardware to the very limit. That's what I like about PlayStation, that I get my value, that we're still on this journey. It's not always talking about, oh, well, in four years, the, you know, the same dev's going to release a new cycle on the next generation console. Get me my money's worth. Give me nine games that are all new IPs that were released after five years in a generation. That's what's incredible.
So are you are you going to sit there and say that The Last of Us wasn't a desperation heave at the end of that gen? Because they were getting fucked up. Period. <laughs> that whole gen, PlayStation was taking it because they sold a $700 console. So fucked up. You you are right. So the two things I'll say. Terribly expensive console, and then somehow they gave up 77 million people's information, right? Exactly. Let's not forget about right. 2011. I'm a Sony fanboy, but I was pissed. Oh, let me tell you a quick story. I had bought SOCOM 4. The whole controller moved the thing. I was I was laughing, shooting the day PlayStation Network went down. Oh, I had spent what was it, $150 like for that for the SOCOM 4? I was like, yeah, you know, zipper, we're gonna do it. And then you know zipper got closed down, obviously, because yeah, they yeah. were out for a month. But yeah. um, oh man, I was so oh, upset. But, 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 but what I love, and you know, Brandon, I think we've had I mean, um, yeah, we've had this debate for a while, is that PlayStation still was let's kind of say it, forgiven for what happened that gen probably because of their games probably because of something like after little big planet and i don't i won't count uncharted one but like resistance Two, uncharted Two, little big planet then we got metal gear solid then we got infamous then they you know they got infamous Two. then um sony acquired um sucker punch games then um uh, there's some uh, so then the third party game support starts to come in so then we get things like the uh tales of so the 360 got Tales of Vesperia, but in the late end, we got Tales of Zillia, which was only on PlayStation 3. So that back end, yeah. that, that spicy back end is what I love because the hardware gets more and more familiar to the developers. All right, well, I got to jump in. I'm just, I'm just saying, Kofi, we're not, we're not going to act like the part of PlayStation success in the 3 era was that it was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could buy at the time. Facts. <sighs> God dang it. <laughs> Before you guys get on that tangent or rant, you know, I'm, I have to say my piece about Halo, man, because this blasphemous talk is, I, I've been holding my tongue. <laughs> Y'all talking about Halo, the, the God. You know what I mean? It is Xbox and Microsoft's most successful IP. It is still top 10 and most played or most sold. I don't know, whatever that metric is for Xbox gamers. Facts. Now, what I agree with you guys on is that it does need a, a a refresh in a sense because it is technically if you think about halo you think about it being the same game in the sense that you go to a location you kill mobs and then you know you continue on with with, with master chief and cortana on your back but i feel like with this uh new game and i think kofi touched upon it and with coalition as well they have the freedom to make their own version or own uh uh, leaving, leaving, leaving a flag or a blueprint on on themselves on their new game because you gotta realize, three four three took over Halo from Bungie, Coalition took over Gears from Rare, uh, not Rare, uh, Epic. So their first, first, so if we're talking about talking about Halo. Three four three been playing it safe the last couple of games. I think they made what three Halo games. All of them have been pretty safe. I mean, they tweaked a little bit of things like multiplayer got really good. But at the same time, it still felt way too, way too similar in a sense. No, no real evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're talking about adding RPG elements and making it a semi-open world Halo. Which, if you if you guys know anything about the history of Halo, the first Halo was supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be an open world game. 
it definitely gave the feeling of that too. Like you step off that drop ship once you exactly. get to the ring, you like, yo, I can go anywhere. What's up? So exactly. So I feel like that is that refresh. Honestly, this is like the generation of the refresh, if you think about it. And I think Eric uh, touched upon it. Um, Resident Evil 2 uh, remade that game into to what it is now. A lot of people love it. God of War, man. God of War was heading similar similar route uh, as, as Halo. I think I mentioned in the uh, the Facebook group, like you can, how many God of War sequels are that you could count them on both hands, how many sequels. That's how many games God of Wars were made. And the last one, I believe, was it? Uh, Ascension. Ascension. Trash. Trash. Really, it really bad to the point where they had no choice really to, but to make a new game or a new, 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 uh, new way in making the game. And uh, another one that, that got rebirthed to uh, Tomb Raider, another game. So I feel like those are all classic type games. Halo could get that same thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if it shocks a lot of people and it just blows up again. You know what I mean? I feel like Call of Duty is, is losing a little bit of its luster. And I feel like Halo being in a reboot, just like God of War got a reboot, but not only waking a lot of people and a lot of gamers back to the Xbox ecosystem, but I think Halo would become that powerhouse it once was. Maybe not as big as it was before because I think every you know shooting game has caught up, but I feel like if you play Halo multiplayer and you get hooked into, into the universe again, man, it's, it's nothing like it. So that's, that's my say on it, and you guys could definitely... Uh, Say what you got to say. With, with that, this is going, like, from Rumor Mill, of course, this is going to be, hopefully, the first Halo that is launched day and, like, day and date with an Xbox console since Halo 1. We haven't had that. Oh, it, it is confirmed as a launch console? I, uh, I mean, that that is literally what everybody is saying. It's not, uh, not going to 100% say it's confirmed, but right. okay. that's what we're looking at. This is going to be their flagship, and... That's I'm excited for that. That is huge. We have not had a launch Halo since the first one. Everything has always come, you know, mid or, you know, into the gen. And, and that's another thing, too, I wanted to touch upon, because, Kofi, you mentioned about how Xbox guys get so excited for the next console. You oh, know what? You're right. Sick. No, 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 you're right. You're right. And there's a reason for that, especially this gen, because honestly, man, Xbox getting that getting smacked in the face constantly and the memes and all that. <laughs> having, a, having a new console is a restart. You know, sadly, as as a lot of PlayStation guys would say, it starts over zero zero. Mm-hmm. Now, I still feel PlayStation will win next gen because of their global reach. But one thing is definitely going to be different. It's going to be a lot more competitive. Those IPs you were mentioning, they're coming, man. Those thirteen studios are making games. Ninja so let Theory, me ask you this: next game is an IP, a new IP. So you and that's supposed think, to be two thousand nineteen. You think that Sony will win in sales? But how do you feel about awesome original IPs next generation? Who do you think will win that? You mean as the as a company or yeah, like exclusives uh, on Xbox versus exclusives on PlayStation. I don't care about good, sales for this question. That's a that's a very good question. I feel like that's gonna lean more on preference. Um, because you're more of a Eastern gamer in a sense that like you like to play Japanese RPGs and True. things of that nature, even though Sony doesn't have a Japanese RPG studio. Um and, and things like that. I don't. I don't know. For me, I'm a. I'm honestly gonna lean a little bit to Xbox because I'm a little bit biased. I feel like overall, if you're gonna put developer to developer and put their credentials to the test, I feel like Xbox has better developers overall. Not not individually, but I mean overall. If you think about Obsidian, Obsidian's a big dog developer. Now they have now they have money. They're gonna they're gonna show you why <laughs> they're the they're the the go to when it comes to Fallout. 
Ninja Theory has the potential to become a big dog as well. They have a lot of pedigree for a small studio to make their last game, which is great. And I think Zero is going to come on the Switch if you haven't tried it. Um, mm -hmm. And you can see for yourself and the quality of that dev. Uh, the playground games, man. Kind of like how uh, the, the the developers of Killzone Gorilla had their like never making an um, open world game before. Same with playground games, man. We'll see, man. I feel like they have that. They have definitely have the talent mm -hmm. to make to make an RPG game, and and if it blows up like uh, like the Racer did, then that's another hit because Playground Games is a no joke studio. Like they're they're big boys too. True. And now you also now we're talking about the big boys, the other big boys, the Initiative. They literally have all the top talents everywhere from from every top developer. Yep. From, from Rockstar, from from. Uh, the naughty dogs or naughty guys, as a lot of people say, they got them, they got a couple of those guys too. So we'll see, man. Uh, right now, I'm gonna lean towards Xbox, but then again, the only thing I think that you could say is that Sony has the pedigree behind it. They've done it, they've done it for a couple years now, or, or for decades, if you want to, you want to talk about games. But with these new studios and in the new regime, I'm hopeful, guy. Maybe I'm crazy because I'm an Xbox hopeful, dude. But we're gonna have to see. But I feel like it's not gonna be the same as this gen. I feel like not it's going to be way more competitive. And I, I think Xbox wins the next generation if and only if they can capitalize on their relationship with Nintendo and the PC and they dominate the PC market. And I can absolutely see that happening. To, to touch on your, uh, your other point um, in regards to Playground, they've been making open world games. They're just racers. They actually have open world experience. Now, the problem, like the, the real question is, can they make an RPG? They can craft worlds. You can tell that from Horizon. They can make an open world. That's not, that's not the problem. It's making something that's not a racer for them. And what, what, what people also don't, don't realize with Microsoft's acquisitions, they picked up studios that make games that they aren't known for. How many... RPGs is, is Xbox known for specifically? Answer less Maybe. than like uh, two. Uh, uh, yeah, ex I'm, I'm talking about like RPG franchises. Like, like no, that's oh, yeah. Sony. Yeah. Sony, yeah, they they get third party developers to do it there, but Sony is like the RPG machine. Period. And that that's where you go for for that. Well, not anymore. Or, right, not anymore. Like Xbox has always been racers, shooters, and third person shooters. Now they're gonna have RTS. RPGs, open world something. Like they're they're literally just checking the boxes for shit that they you know weren't really either really weren't good at or didn't focus on before. Versus PlayStation, it's oh, you know, uh third person single player experiences. They have that on lock. How many exclusive good shooters are on the PlayStation? None. As far as as far as right now, the answer is none. They 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 they're they're not doing that. So Xbox Xbox does fill that shooter niche, but they were trying to fill out the other things that Sony also does well already. That's so that's a good. That's, no, go that's going to put them on even footing, at least as far as this next gen goes, because they don't have any glaring weaknesses going into this into this gen. Do you disagree, Eric, or agree what you think, man? Um, I think with all these studio acquisitions, Microsoft may have the edge. Um, this, no, hopefully, no, hopefully, but they hopefully like they do, like you said, and they just write a blank check and say, go be creative. Um, so right now, if Sony next generation, if Sony has another God of War, 
another Horizon Zero Dawn, and another Spider-Man. It's there's really nothing Microsoft can show up with unless they come up with a completely different Halo that's different than just a normal first-person shooter. They're gonna need they're gonna need to throw you know just throw it all in, just try whatever and hope it sticks. Man, that Halo Infinite's gonna sell like crazy if it's a launch title. I, I me personally, I think. I think uh, I think Xbox is going to have at least five exclusives at launch. Damn. Whoa. Well, they be good. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't buy all these studios for no reason. Nah, nah, nah. I, I, I disagree. Think, I think they bought these studios because these studios already had games that were about sixty percent complete. Five is a lot, though, my guy. Yeah. Five. I would hope just the opposite. I hope that most of the new acquisitions, like maybe Ninja Theory because they're a smaller studio, but I hope Obsidian takes a break, man. Their game they're developing now isn't even out. They, so, have, they, have, they have two or three games going on right now. That's they're, true, yeah. They got more it is a big studio. They have they over 100, 150 studios. I'm thinking that they're going to buy another five to ten before the new Xbox launches. There's, there's a rumor they're already buying one now. Yeah, so they're nowhere near done buying studios. So I think they buy another five to ten. Oh, you talking about relic? Yeah, probably. And I think I think that they're gonna they're gonna release three to five. I think they're gonna overload you with games because they 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 can't lose. They there's they're gonna overload you with hardware. They're gonna hit you with two consoles, a streaming only console, and one that you can still put disc in. And they're gonna hit you with five exclusives. They're all going to be there on Game Pass. So the way, when you get your Xbox day one, you get to play all those games for 10 bucks. And they're going to say, eat it, Sony. Not to, not to mention your library coming over with you. Yes. Period. Day one. And your so, controllers and everything else. Exactly. You don't have to be like, oh, I got to go out and get six launch games. No, you can get one or two and still be able to play all your other games there that you were still playing there. Like rebuilding your library at the beginning of a gen sucks ass. It sucks every time. You can you can just you can just have your game pass. You can have all your backwards compatibility, and you can just enjoy us for ten dollars and an Xbox Live subscription. All right, hold on, hold on. A chat said, Yujiro and Hanma, so much confidence coming from the Xbox camp. It is, man. Like, I'm a green guy, but this is getting too green, man. I need zero Eric Kofi. What you think, man? They over there slandering the Sony name, and you want to let that happen? So here's here's my thing. I, it's very possible Xbox might jump out the, out the gate with this, but I, what I've been paying attention to, and I don't know if we'll get talked about it yet, we've, we're here now with companies telling us a lot of things about what is and isn't great. I, you know, we sat up and watched them promise us everything under the sun for the original Destiny. See, it, it didn't take till two years till Destiny got good. Not until the Taken King dropped, or maybe that was a year. Taken King, um, Taken King dropped, Destiny got good. It might have been fun to play, but it wasn't good. Anthem, I guarantee, end of twenty twenty, maybe early twenty twenty one, Anthem will be a great game. It'll be an eight. It'll be a score eight game. Right now, it's what a four at best. Uh, so I look at Microsoft. I hope that the studios they acquire are going to do this and that they're putting them out there. But all I hear is a lot of lofty promises. That's fine. But I've heard lofty promises before, and I've been burned by them before as well. So I, I, I like to speculate on them. But like, show me what you're really going to do here. Your acquisition. If, a good studio can make a bad game. That's true. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me who they acquire because all the studios make bad games. 
So what are you actually making? You know, we jump back to Halo for a second. Halo, you got to be different than Destiny, than Anthem, uh, than any Battle Royale game, because I hear they're going to add Battle Royale to it, um, and be noticeably different, but still be familiar enough and be able to beat everything else that's out there. And you're a first-person shooter, so you're already in a crowded market. Uh, Are you going to be great, or are you just going to be the next Anthem? And then two years from then, Halo 6 will be great. And we will be repeating the same cycle. Okay. Make make a very good point. And that's definitely a topic we're going to touch upon after this one. But uh, Kofi, Eric, what y'all think, man? Both these Xbox are saying. (laughs) So, Go ahead, Kofi. Xbox, I, I always look at history. You know me, I'm a, I'm a little bit boring. Xbox hey man, it's a new regime. Don't don't give me don't give me no history don't talk. New history. I don't want to read that. No all more, right. <laughs> so with all the new studios, there is a very high chance that Xbox is going to be great out the gate. PlayStation will not be great out the gate. Uh, I, ju- I personally, I always think that they do well after year three. I want to say like two and a half years. So I think the wool will be pulled over the Xbox's fans' eyes, and Later in the gen, there will be no innovation. We won't have something announced like Ghosts of Tsushima, or we won't have something announced like something more controversial like Dreams, which is a huge risk. I like that. And I st- I, that I will buy the next Xbox if three or four years into the cycle, we're still talking about maybe a new IP here or there, taking risks here or there. That's where Xbox is weak. They're always weak like that. I know I keep going to history. I, I just I can't blindly I can't blindly just say, oh yeah, Xbox would be great. <laughs> I can't, man. I don't believe it. I really don't. Damn, dude, that's blasphemous talk, but it's coming from a pony, so it's expected. <laughs> Eric, what do you think, man? Um I mean, I, I really you can I there's really no need to defend what Sony's doing now. I mean, they got four games in the pipe, four triple A titles ready to come out. And Ghost is gonna be fire. Ghost of Tsushima is gonna be great. Days Gone looks amazing. Yo, Days Gone's looking better and better. Yeah, it looks it looks great. And that horde mode or whatever that is, that looks insane. Not sold on it yet. Okay, okay. And we also have Last of Us 2 and Death Stranding, which is what I'm waiting for. But there's what's in the pipeline, like no disrespect to anyone who's just an exclusive Microsoft person, but what's in the pipeline for like Xbox, like they're already, they're worried about next generation. I mean, I'm, and I'm sure Sony is too, but while you have this system out now, what are you trying to, how are you going I, to sell that system? I, I'll be, I'll be a Huckleberry. Um, right, so, for, <laughs> so, for, so for Xbox, so you're talking about recent. So those games you mentioned, they don't even have a release date. So they could be coming out where, what do you think? 2020, 2021, maybe Ghost a little bit later. Uh, would, would that be fair to say? Well, Days Gone is what next well, month. Oh, yeah, other than Days Gone, um, uh, that's been announced. But the other, the other three. Doing? I'm sorry. Right, right. But Hajima, Hajima has a history of making games really, really long, and it takes them it takes them forever to drop them. Right. So, so for 2019, just on the Xbox side, we have Ori that comes out pretty soon. Uh, I think I think that comes out in the summer. Then you got Gears Five, right? That's a bu- that's a blockbuster. Uh, we got smaller games like uh, um, teenage, not teenage, fuck, 
Battle Toads. Yeah, Battle Toads comes out. I'm not too hyped about it because I don't really know the studio that well. Right. So we'll see. That could be a hit or miss, but it's going to Game Pass. So it's a it's a game that allows me to try without you know me you know me risking too much on, on the on the financial aspect of it. So those three games right there are coming out this year, 2020. We have Halo. You know, supposedly it's supposed to be a launch title. That's going to be massive. We have Ninja Theories game also coming out that year. The, a new IP. Question: Is Battletoads first party? It is first party in the sense. No, no, it's second party because which is fine. I just I mean, it's 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 being made by Rare. It's, it's okay. Rare. Just, no, 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 no. Rare, Rare's helping. Um, they're like more. Oh, they the Lala, okay. Yeah, yeah. The Lala Studios is the, actually the, is the studio that's actually making it, but Rare's overseeing that project. Uh, okay, just curious. Um, so that that's just that, and then the thing a lot of people don't realize, and I think I know I know Brandon knows, and maybe Farrell knows about when Xbox acquired these studios. Every if you listen to their actual um, uh, video about them being acquired, they were already working on a new game. Um, Obsidian wasn't bought because of the game that came out, even though that's also I think Microsoft actually owns that IP now. Um, so that if that game does great, then the part two will also be on Xbox Xbox platforms. But the game that Phil, you know, you know, threw the money bag at him because Obsidian is a huge studio with like over 200 devs was, an, was a game that's unannounced that I feel like it might. I don't know if it might be announced this E3, but maybe next E3. So that's down. That's that's in the pipe. That's in the work. Um, and obviously, Playground Games hasn't announced their new game. It's supposed to be Fable, but it's a reboot of some type. It's supposed to be a new game. And Initiative Initiative's is going to be the, the one that takes the longest. Because you know that studio is being built and it's not fully complete. That's probably going to be two thousand and what, like what maybe four four years from now. So we'll we'll see. This stuff in the works, and you got to also realize Xbox is not done buying studios. And a lot of people, a lot of Sony guys, get on Xbox dudes for getting hype about studios. Y'all y'all been getting on Xbox guys for the longest about where's your games? No games. <laughs> they they went from four developers to thirteen, and then they're acquiring another one, I believe, this year. Which is known for Asian Empires, which I'm dope because I love RTS, so that's gonna be dope as hell. And that's that's another studio that goes to 14. And there's supposed to be more rumors in in the. I know we're talking about rumors, but it's supposed to be a couple more by E3. And if, before you know it, man, there's a, there's a guy on Twitter. He says 20 by 20, 20 studios by 2020. That's gonna that. be crazy. That's, that's pretty cool. Crazy. Man. That's a lot of studios. But where are the games? Here we go again. Look, 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 look. You do realize, you do realize studios make games. And you do realize that games take years to they make. Take time, yes. But it's always there's something in the works. I got something coming up. Yeah, we got this studio. It's about to come out soon. Yeah, but we can't we can't keep using that. I got an Xbox right here. I did buy it. I mean, mm -hmm. I want games to come out for it. I just I just need them to come out. I am waiting for the last night. They don't have much on that with Tim Sorrett. That's yep. gonna be that's an Xbox game I'm definitely looking for. And one I want, but I really am not looking forward to is that Gears of War pop. Oh yeah, yeah. the little cartoon. Yeah, that'll be uh, uh, that'll look like it'll be fun to play, kind of like how those Lego games were. Yeah, I forgot about that. Gears uh, as well, man. See, you just mentioned you just mentioned two more games that that the three for threes were or not three for so the good thing, so really quick, Sony's first party, I, I went back through the catalog that they had in the PS2 era. It's not super impressive. I mean, all right, God of War and God of War 2 are great. And those came late generation, by the way, 2005, I want to say. 
Um, and, and Killzone came out. Killzone was decent. Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter, I won't touch those because you know those developers are obviously amazing. But there wasn't really a lot to really grasp onto for first party. They were bolstered by that amazing third party, right? All the crazy games like Devil May Cry or all the fighting games that didn't come to Xbox. And the same is still true for PlayStation 4 this year. So for example, you know the Sega studio by Yakuza is re releasing Project Judge June 20th, I think, this year. And that's a huge game. I was supposed to import it last year, but I've freaking slacked off. But if we're talking about why Sony's so great, the third party will be right there to up boost the first party, whenever it's lacking. So let's say we don't get a, a winner game, uh, which, by the way, I wanted to follow up on. Us not having a AAA game sometime after Dreams, whenever it comes out in Days Gone, I do think kind of hurts a little bit. Um, I, I would love to have... I don't think Tsushima's coming out this year. I think it would be Last of Us, if anything. And I, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen, but um, it, it does hurt. But I still like that the third party can come and say, hey, we're still here. We still got games like this, so... It's going to be huge. It's a strain. Oh. Does anyone in the group think that uh, that, the, that the new consoles aren't coming out uh, in 2020? Because I think both of them are releasing next year. Absolutely. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Like Microsoft's about to be like, here's two consoles. Here's the prices next year. I'm talking about like, Sony, too. So, oh, so, Sony has no choice. They're, they can't afford, because they, they don't have anything else coming down the pipes, they, they can't no, afford it. Sony have a lot coming down the pipe. I just think they're kind of holding off a little bit. I mean, I mean, this gin, like, they yeah. literally have three games left. I, I think that's more strategy than anything else. They're, they're kind of saving it for a little bit for the five. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, at worst, I mean, at worst, these games are cross-gen. Like, right. I, I really don't think... Last of Us Two is going to make it this gen. It's going to be a launch, and, and like I said, it's going to be a launch title. I think it's, they're just going to make it cross gen. They're going to be, oh, it also plays on PS4. Would, like, would you say like Last of Us Part One was cross gen because it was remastered like a year later? Do you count that or? I wouldn't call that cross gen, like because you had to buy. When, when, I, when I say cross gen, I mean like you know when this gen started, um, there was literally two copies of games like Call of Duty Ghost. That's a cross gen game. Like it launched. For everything gotcha. was out at the time, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. but PlayStation Five is supposed to have backwards compatibility. So if that actually, um, you know, if that actually happens, then I think that would then be a cross-gen title. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if that's the case, but I'm not too sure how. So after all this talk, like nobody cares about backwards compatibility. Like from their own mouth, after all of that talk, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to see it. Is he talking about try the, uh, the new one who was who was just promoted? How he mentioned yeah. that nobody wants to play old games. Yeah, for the kids. That was person. disappointing. This is a bad. <laughs> Remember when the the Wii came out? Nobody cared about motion gaming either. Mm. But Wii won that generation, and it did, but it won that generation with shovelware. Like oh, it, there were so it, many shit games for the Wii. Like. If you so, can steal, if I can steal a line from uh, a great poet named Dominic Toretto, no matter if you went by inch or a mile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. They, they won. I'm not discounting that. They absolutely won. I got a love-hate relationship with the Switch, man. If it wasn't for the Switch, man, we wouldn't have no damn connect. And look, look at my exactly. look at my beloved Xbox, man. Right. And, and to be fair, Xbox did it better. We connect is a better product. Than what the Wii was offering, the move was a better product than what the Wii was offering. 
But at the time, people said nobody wants to stand up and move their hands around. I love how people uh, hate the Kinect but love the uh, PlayStation Eye. Facts. <laughs> the Kinect was a really good device. It's just a, a, it shouldn't have been bundled with the console. That should have been a, if you want to buy it, go buy it there. Like, yeah. They shot themselves. We're going to release a weaker console and make you pay for it and include this thing that not everybody wants. Like, it, really? This whole that whole launch was a travesty. The, the, this whole the whole beginning of Xbox One was a travesty. Really quick, I'm going to defend the PlayStation Eye because it was out during the PS2 era, so it really was the first console that you could take home and have a camera and then do like augmented reality. Now, I obviously know that they redoubled down on that after like what 2011, I think, was the launch, but they did start it. All right, so let me let me close up. We're going to, we're going to go on our last topic here, and we we touched upon it earlier, but uh, it's about games, man. Unfinished games this gen, like Ooh. like Anthem. Let like me add them. These like fucking so so many games. I I lost I lost count how many games have come on unfinished, man. So I'm gonna let you guys talk about that. Maybe a two part topic as well to talk about Anthem breaking consoles. <laughs> so if you want to touch upon that, go ahead, man. Free reign. So I did want to, when you mentioned Sea of Thieves as being unfinished. So from reveal and through every alpha and beta that came out for that game, Rare literally said, this is what we're going to release the day that this comes out. There was no false pretenses from them. So I give them a semi-pass for there being a lack of content in Sea of Thieves because they literally told us that's exactly what it was going to launch as. And they showed it. Every time they showed this game, it was the same gameplay loop. This is all you're going to be doing until we add more to it. Like they were at least upfront and transparent about it. My problem is we get this big ass E3 reveal, and the game that we get is about a quarter of what they just showed, you know, at at E3 or at GDC or at whatever that, gaming convention. That's a common trend, though, amongst these developers is this gen, especially. It's not even with the downgrades graphically. Like, literally, you look at Anthem, they were like, oh, your Strider is supposed to be um, even like a, a central hub when you're out in the world. Nigga, I have to go back to Fort Tarsus every time I do something. <laughs> I got to get a load screen. Man, oh, I killed some load screen. Oh, I got to go in this cave, load screen. Oh, I want to change my gun, load screen. Like, get the, f- like, the what? forge is a load screen. Yes, the forge is a load screen. What shooter looter, me, what Diablo like shooter looter won't show you your inventory without you having to go to a load screen? Like, like what? <laughs> the crazy part about that is they, they made the uh, Star Wars MMO, so they have some experience in some type of looter shooter type of, or looter type of game. So that's crazy. But they, they made master. I forgot about that. Like, it's not hard. They they already had a basis for how even inventory could work. Like I should be able to switch that shit in the field, regardless of how unrealistic that is. If you supposedly have a Strider that's out there, like I should be able to be like, hey, I need to switch this gun. Let me call in something. Something falls out of the fucking sky and I can swap my guns. You know what I'm saying? Like there there's so many things they could have did with that. When they when they know they can do it, they they did the shit in Mass Effect Andromeda with the little drop stations. Like oh, you're out you're out and about. You can put, go to one of those things and literally switch your loadout without a loading screen while you're out there without having to leave the game. They had a blueprint for the shit already, and they literally just didn't do it. Or I, I feel like sixty percent of this game got cut in the past ten months, and I don't know why. 
I I believe that because, and unfortunately, gamers have accepted that as the trend because not only did they have previous experience, they could watch what happened with Destiny and The Division. Exactly. You know exactly what happened with them, and yet you still managed to not not only make the same mistakes, but make worse ones. Worse mistakes. Exactly. Like it, it baffles me that companies would rather put out, like, I'm tired of day one patches. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of sticking a disc in, having to wait for the motherfucker to download, and then having to wait for a fucking patch that could have been in the game before the shit shipped. Y'all knew this. Yeah. That shit should have been on disc. There's no excuse for it at all. Like, The Witcher 3 did not have a day one patch when it came out. You installed that game and it was good. They, 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 they are a fantastic dev, but they've always stood by the consumer, even their DLC. I've, I was proud to give them money for that DLC. That was a whole other game. Really quick pause. Isn't it an amazing moment when you're proud to pay for something additional for a game? Like, that's Absolutely. actually worth it. That's the Absolutely. best feeling. Because it's rare, man. It's, it's rare. <laughs> it's that's rare. Why. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, I can't understand. I mean, I it's got to come down to us or the yeah. gamer community as a whole and the problem is there are people having fun with anthem so i can't you know i i can't so tell you not to spend your money on fun so, so it's almost like excusing that behavior right exactly yeah. like, turning a, we're turning a blind eye to it and yeah, we're letting them do that do it to us yeah. I, I was a part of this i played for destiny for years and right up until the last dlc that dropped where i said i'm not doing it i'll wait until the season passes over and if your content is worth it i'll buy it then but i'm not giving you more money to re give me an unfinished game i'll Dude. never get it happened to me on ps3 with uh ultima versus capcom i should have known better with how capcom operates but i bought the first one only for the one with all the characters to be yeah. released I you knew a super was going to come out and we bought it anyway like we knew this <laughs> so we, we we, I think, as a whole, has to do better because I said I, I'm almost promised Anthem in a few years will be good. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Destiny Two is a good game. The Division, well, I don't know about it. the Division before the Two came out, wound up being a good game. Yeah, oh, Division yeah. One, I really quick, awesome. <laughs> but if let's see if they follow the same thing that Destiny did. Destiny One ended good. Destiny Two started and rolled back a lot of things that we already had from Destiny One. So Destiny 2 didn't get good till months after, even though you already you were giving us stuff that we had in Destiny 1. H having played the beta for De for uh, Division 2, I don't think they're going to have that problem. Like U Ubisoft has been on a tear lately as far as actually releasing content complete games from if you don't think Assassin's Creed Odyssey wasn't content complete, like like they they're 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 learning that they'd rather put out a complete game and then add on to it and build on it because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Or, or the biggest offender, I think personally, it, it's Fortnite. Has Fortnite actually been released yet? No, it's still in beta. It lived, there's a big ass beta sticker on the top. And I, I was a dummy that paid $120 so me and two of my friends could play it. Like when we just saved the world and then they came out with- Damn bro, what the fuck? Yeah, like the save the world. It was it, like, they, they had like a founder's edition where you could get like multiple copies of the game. I dropped $120 on that game. Yep. I wasn't even out. So I didn't pay. But and, save and, the world. And then they're like, oh, Battle Royale, it's free. 
I'm like, you got to be fucking shitting me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the rest of the game is going to be free, too. Get the fuck out of here, yo. See, I think I think a lot of the times, I don't think it's a developer pushing these games out unfinished. I think I think they run out of money and the publisher's like, well, we're not giving you anything else. So release it now and fix it later. I think that's what we're seeing a lot of nowadays. I agree. I, I, I think there's time limits and dates, and they're just like, just throw it out. We'll get we'll be better later. You look at Nintendo, you look at and you look at first party Sony games, most of them the they release a complete game. Or you look at titles like EA, I think EA's like, uh, I want my money, so push it out. But that that still doesn't explain the day one patch though. Like that that line that hits the day this fucking game comes out and it shouldn't it should already be there. I still think that's on the publisher. If the if the publisher would give them an extra month or two in the release window, then I don't think you'd have the day one patch. I think they're like, well, it's 90% done. You can finish the other 10%. And uh, when they download the game, they'll get the patch. So are, are they working for free once the game goes gold to finish this game? Like, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's, that's my stance on it. It's like, if this if this patch is going to come out, I can understand if this patch was after the game came out, but it is literally the day the game launches, meaning it exists somewhere. And they are forcing you to download it. They're probably working for their job, like not for free, but it's like, yeah, you gotta do this, otherwise you're fired. Hmm. No, and, and that, that's fair. That's fair, absolutely. Hey, Nub, Nub, are you in a runway, my dude? What the hell? <laughs> no, there's fucking planes, bro. There, there's, there's literally planes flying overhead. It's pissing me off. <laughs> you might need to soundproof your uh, your room. <laughs> like, that, that wouldn't happen. I got big ass windows. Like, <laughs> But yeah, like I can, like I could, we could do this whole thing. I could have sat here and download Super Mario Odyssey, instantly played it. Yep, no patches, no patch. Complete game, full and like going about my way. Uh, and Nintendo historically has always done that. Like right. we gotta move past a point where we just allow, you know, three hundred sixty-five days later, now we get the game we paid for. Yeah, and and it's the pre-order culture. I think that feeds into that. Like, I'm I'm at the point I'm done pre-ordering fucking games. Like, I I don't I, want. Pre-order. I don't I don't pre-order anymore, uh, man. Yeah, Thank God for Game Pass. No more pre-ordering. I, I'm being I'm being hurt. Like, I pre-ordered Anthem, and I was so so hurt. <laughs> I was I was in literal tears. And the thing about that is, it's not like it's like a no-name dev. It's fucking Bioware. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like y'all gave us Jade Empire, and y'all do this. Y'all do this to me? I literally yeah. pre-order at eleven fifty of the night of release if I'm gonna pre-order it. If I want the pre-order bonuses that bad, I yeah. do it like ten minutes before it drops. Like literally, because I, I download all my games digital anyway. So the only game I don't regret pre-ordering, and I bought the big edition. I I, I bought that almost two hundred dollar edition for Witcher Three. I was completely cool with that because I knew. At the end of the day, this shit was gonna be fire when it came out. Got, I had no good. doubts. And then a quick shout out to the chat. I got Curl Danshi saying, "Yo, I really forgot how real Nintendo is sometimes. Day one is great games. That's true, man. That's about play. That's all we do. Even the kind of, and I think it was a good idea, maybe poorly executed because people don't like to do stuff. But Nintendo Labo was a good concept." I just I, don't that you really want people people want to build and do all that stuff. It's I don't want to pay eighty dollars for cardboard though. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I have they lab won. I bought Labo on launch day. Bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> Man, if you don't exit exit stage, 
No, it's I got dude. cardboard I can sell you, my guy. Like you, <laughs> you could have went, went to U-Haul, bro. You could have spent fifteen dollars. I could have <laughs> stole some boxes from work. Yeah, but but no, dude. The the tech in it is amazing. It's really cool. It's innovative, absolutely, but. It's still fucking cardboard. Imagine. You said the tech. You talking about rulers? Like scissors? <laughs> <laughs> the perforated cardboard. Perforated. Amazing. <laughs> Trust me. Same, you, you find somebody with Labo and you show the piano. I made a YouTube video about it a while back. But you put the piano together. It's it's pretty cool. Like if people check it out. And if it, I see somebody with a lab, I'm gonna try to sell them a bridge. I'm trying to sell them, I don't know what type of bridge you sell. Space, space rides. I'm trying to, you know, anything where I get some money because that's some crazy loony stuff. But like, I think just like the Wii, it pulls in people who otherwise wouldn't be interested. That's like, true. I, I couldn't take. I could take the switch to my coworkers. It sat on my desk, and they've asked me like, "What is this?" And I've explained it, and they just kind of like blankly stared and like, "Okay," and walked away. But if I had the labo as a piano, I could get them involved. Yeah, and they may or may not take it away from them, but that's one more person I could potentially bring over to the cult of Nintendo. As I, I, to just I, I can't drink that Kool Aid. I'm sorry, you had me lost. You said cardboard, man. Hey, that shit is crazy. Nintendo should go to jail for shit like that. I'm just saying. eighty dollars for cardboard, though. Bro, that's highway robbery, man. Like, I don't understand. I said I'm a I'm a write my my congressman. That's just not that shit ain't cool, man. <laughs> The unfinished games and just make it our coaster collection <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so la lastly man so anthem breaking playstation and xbox is primarily on on playstation what y'all think about this man what the hell is going on with this game so i will i will say from the vip demo whatever the fuck they did through launch i couldn't play the entire first day of that vip demo here yeah, could could not get in, could not get past the opening fucking screen the day the game came out. Same shit. I was it would literally lock up and do that that fucking stupid stuttering thing and kick you out to the dashboard every time you tried to launch this game. Like it, it I had to have launched it 30 times to finally get it to go. And then it still quit out in the middle of a mission. Like that, that is hot garbage. That that how fucking unstable is your net code or even the code for the, the game that you can't even Get to a loading screen. Yes, there's no excuse for a a game to brick and ruin an entire console for regardless of reason. It doesn't make any sense. I thought Fallout seventy six was bad, but that's just crazy. And seventy six was garbage. You saw my thoughts on seventy six. Like that game is hot trash. I go think ahead, maybe maybe a compute like a, a PC game maybe because you got so much other stuff going on in your PC and everyone has different components, but everyone has the same one or two PlayStations. You either got the the regular one or the Pro. Mm -hmm. So how how are they building console breaking games like? And they they don't they're not telling you what's what the problem actually is. They tell you a solution. You can put your console in safe mode. You can restart, unplug it. You shouldn't have to do all that. Nope. You should be able to put the disc in, play the game, get past the first loading screen, hit the A button again, get to the second loading screen, then pull up your forge and wait for another loading screen. Like so that's does EA or Bioware have an official statement after all these reports? Yes. They oh. said they're aware of the issue. <laughs> 
<laughs> they want you to share your crash data reports when prompted. If you have, we'll be reaching out together. Info. Yep. But if you break my console, where am I going to get my four hundred dollars at though? Right. That's I'm gonna so need a check. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead, hey Pharaoh. You were about to say something, man. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was saying the reason for you know it's so trash is because EA. You know, EA stands for everything's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, you can't really disagree. Like, what? What's their redeeming qualities right now? Nothing. Apex Legends, man. Apex Legends. And you know what? The only reason Apex Legends is any good is because they didn't think it was going to be shit. Most likely, they threw it out just hoping. But yeah. I'm happy that it's eating Fortnite's lunch. But. <laughs> <laughs> But Respawn are also some really great devs. I like, agree, Brandon. What they did to Titanfall 2 it, it was criminal negligence at best. Like, that, that was fucked up. They, they're going to launch this and Battlefield. Like, why would you sabotage your own game? It's EA, man. They don't give a fuck. Whatever they, they get their money, man. They don't care who the developers. They just shitting on Bioware, like whatever. Like they ain't nobody's. Like these guys are Hall of Fame developers. Yeah, they're and they're, and, and they're breaking consoles. Like that's what they're gonna, the last game is what they're gonna know, be known for is this shit. Yeah, yeah. It, and it sickens me. It, it literally sickens me that it, it even got to that point. Where is your quality control? Like I see all this shit, but like you see all in the credits, all these game testers. What the fuck are y'all doing? Playing blindfolded? Like what the? Y'all, y'all just staring at the home. Yeah, it works. Like, what? <laughs> y'all knew this shit was going to be broke when it came out. Messed up Star Wars. Oh, man. How do you mess up Star Wars? Yay, man. I don't, I don't hey, know. Respawn it. Respawn it. started. I'm going to save it. But the fact that they canceled that other Star Wars game in Battlefront is hot garbage. Right. And, and Disney's trash too. I mean, they're just all messing up Star Wars. It's it's just such an easy walk in the park. Star Wars, the whole story. <laughs> how do you, how do you retcon? How do you retcon everybody else doing your job for you? All the lore, like all the books and shit that came out. How are you? Bro, none of that's canon when they literally did the work for you. Exactly, and and supposedly I think Byron wanted to make Kotar three, and they canceled that shit. So it might have been for the best. Honestly, this thing. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after after Andromeda, like I just you would have to pay for your lightsaber. And, and speaking yeah. of that studio that got closed down by Bioware, that Amy Henning was working for, you know, the lead writer yeah. and creator for mm-hmm. Uncharted. I I heard that she had mentioned a quote like, you know, single player experiences, mentioning them to big developers like a Ubisoft, like an EA, like an Act uh, Activision. You're not gonna really get too much leeway. So that's just sometimes it's disappointing because those are almost like the big three, right? I mean, we're talking about big multi-platform games for 10 years. Those guys, they hold it up and they're really taking our money. Yeah, but, but, but Ubisoft has been pushing out decent single-player experiences. Like, yeah. Assassin's Creed is on the right track. Like, I'm, I'm fucking with it. Yeah, but they do, I, I do, they do have yeah, microtransactions in them, though, as well. They, I mean, they do, but that, that's, that's kind of the world we live in. Like, they, they have to nickel and dime you somewhere because once you buy a single-player game and beat it, that's, That's it. it. They can't get anything else out of you. But with like a sports title or uh or battlefield, like they can get five dollars here from you for hey, get Cristiano Ronaldo's jersey from when he was a rookie. Get, get this new sniper rifle for battlefield. Like that's where the that's where the money is. But if a single player game, like you said, Red Dead, I played that. I'm good with that. I'm not going online to buy gold or any of that. 
matter of fact, I'm not going online with it. Anymore. <laughs> oh, that game is it's it's bad, dude. Online is poop. It's <laughs> player experiences mean so much for consoles though, because they create that nostalgia. I mean, if you look at like Final okay. Fantasy Seven, people are still going freaking crazy over that game. What twenty years later? I mean, they're still waiting for the remake. That's gonna be a flop. It's gonna be a flop. No. Not to mention the movies. Not to mention that you can buy Final Fantasy VII on Xbox now. Um, I mean, the nostalgia it creates it, it. It's bigger than anything a multiplat can do. I mean, gotta invest in single player experience. You just I agree, but I, you gotta take what made it great while changing it just a bit. The new Pokemon, perfect example, right? Like it took. It's just red and blue. Everyone has played Red and Blue probably hundreds of times, but they added that Pokemon Go piece to it. That it looks different. It's charming, and even if you've played all of them, new people are introduced to what Pokemon is. Yeah, how that works. So, like Final Fantasy VII, I'm hoping it does well, but you got to capture. Which I think part of it is might be impossible because VII is a weird game. It is a weird game. Like, it's a weird, weird. Like I don't even know if they're going to do the whole cross dressing scene. They're they're probably not because like yeah. they're making it episodic. I don't even I, I don't know how that's going to land because there that means cuts are that means cuts are happening. Yeah, right. so like, you can't capture what made seven fun and weird. Then I don't know. You need to do it. How do you guys feel about them forcing Final Fantasy fifteen to be the new Final Fantasy seven? Like this generation's Final Fantasy seven. You mean with marketing? Not just, no, not marketing. You know they did the they did the prequel movie, the Final Fantasy fifteen, and they have the game, then they did the ultimate pack, and now they have an anime. I uh, I agree. Final it was pushing this to be the new like yeah, whatever seven was to us, they were pushing that to be. They they yeah. still are. They just they just started a new anime for Final Fantasy fifteen. It's a prequel to uh prequel to the prequel. But it's not though. It's it's. I mean, it was a good game, but it's they're not they're they're not even in the same. Area code, like not, yeah. not, not yeah. close. Like I've never been. I mean, thirteen was pretty fucking boring, but fifteen is better than thirteen, but not by much. Like it, it's still it, an incomplete fucking game. Yeah, it's <laughs> getting episodes like two, three years after this game is out. Why? <laughs> why? Like why are y'all still charging us to finish this damn game? Like, like after after you know um, you know the girl dies, it's, it's incomplete from that point on. It just it just pushes you straight to the end. Yeah, and, and there's so many holes. I'm like, y'all had a really good thing. Like I was intrigued by the story, and then that shit happened. And it's like time skip, and it's yeah. like oh. you can tell <laughs> they had some good ideas there. They just could not execute because there is a good game somewhere in there. It's a good game, like three three quarters through, and then the last. <laughs> Like literally, you have no idea what's going on. Like, how, why are we here? Why do you have a beard, bro? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> there's such a deep story to that game. That's why I said that, and you can see that they're pushing it to be like kind of the new seven. Like I said, with the anime, with the prequel for the prequel. I mean, you can't really do anything afterwards because of how it ended, but you know. But then, then maybe this game should have been the episodic one because it would have made more sense. Hey, more time to work on it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's definitely wild. But I think I'm gonna close. The, we're gonna close the show out, man. It's getting kind of late. I'm gonna thank the panel for for rocking out with with us 
and the chat as well. Just a couple shout outs for the people here. Slow, slow mo back slap. Appreciate you coming through. Jiro Hanma for just hanging here the whole time, talking a lot of shit in the chat about Xbox, but you know, it's much love anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carl Dante over here as well. I guess he's rapping Nintendo, man. He's saying Nintendo, the real OGs. There so I'm gonna just close out, man. You guys do your extra ex, uh, outro. So I'm gonna first go with, uh, with my returning guest, Eric, man. Do your thing. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, you can find me on Twitter at fanatic underscore TWMS. And you, you can check out my YouTube channel where I play with the Labo piano. It's the Whatever Man Show. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> and I unboxed my Sonic my Sonic Puma sneakers, the limited edition ones. So uh, you, you ended it with fire, man. You, in the middle, you was talking about late Lego, and I was like, man. Anyway, all right, uh, hey, Nubs, man, what can they find you, man? Again, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Jubay Jones, um, and my uh, my my YouTube channel is uh, Nubs Corner. I just throw up uh, streaming videos and shit. I do. I'm still working on my Crackdown review. I don't have my PC. It's a struggle trying to edit footage on a garbage ass laptop. But um, it's gonna be fucking late. But it's gonna be uh, interesting there. Like when I tell you, I got all the achievements for that fucking multiplayer game in like four hours. It was real. Wow, bro. <laughs> bro, I haven't even I haven't even touched multiplayer on Crackdown. I don't even honestly I don't even know if I'm gonna go back. I've been playing this damn RTS game. It takes all my time. But anyway, uh, my man, let's do it. Pharaoh, man, what's your out? Do your outro, man. Where, where can people can find you? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Fernando Montero with a zero at the end. Um, you can also find me and Creative Kofi on Amazon, uh, Project Gaia series. Um, that's that's it for me. Peace All out. Right. And lastly, but not least, Kofi, man. Where can they find you, my dude? So you can find me at creative underscore Kofi on Twitter. As uh, Pharaoh said, we have a short story that is out on Kindle and Nook. Definitely go check that out, Project Gaia. I also am interested in doing a small tidbit of localization for Japanese magazines. I'm trying to oh. feel out if people want to get that kind of information. I basically download Famitsu magazines and I could post tidbits about new games coming out, but if people don't care, then I probably won't do it. But that's cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty fire, man. Definitely uh, expose that on your Twitter, uh, um, post it on your Twitter. And, and if you guys have links, post it in the chat. And then um, people will be able to access that information as well. And if also just post, give me your, give me y'all links, and I can just post it in the description as well, so that way they can follow you um, after the show because we tend to get a lot more people afterwards. Um, and anyway, on my bad, my la I forgot, man. Nintendo, he was over there in the bushes and shit. Zero, oh, man. man. <laughs> where, where, where people can find you, my guy? You can find me on uh, PlayStation and uh, Switch for that matter. Zero X three eighty six zero spell like Xerox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm on there. Pokemon, Smash, uh, Apex Legends. You need a Bloodhound. I'm Apex. there. And as I will, I will leave myself with uh, a quote from the Godfather of Gaming, Iwata. If only only a handful of characters can last for one or two or three decades. So we only got a few small of them. And who, and who are they? Uh, pretty much everybody on the Nintendo roster. <laughs> and, and oh, Smash Ultimate. All right, all right. I was gonna, I was gonna say, man, Master Chief, but all right, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna close out the show, man. I appreciate everybody uh coming through, 
Everybody's coming in late, man. Anyway, if you guys are coming late, definitely rewatch the show. Had good debates, a lot of information. Um, for those who are gonna watch it later, if you guys agree, disagree, leave comments in the video below. Like, comment, and share. And we'll see y'all next week, man, on Vitamin G for Gaming Podcast. We out. Peace.